0: Hi, welcome to What are the Tax Implications? I'm Ron Scott. I'm Jeff Rosenthal. We are your first call tax advocates here once again to help increase your financial and tax knowledge. On this episode of What are the Tax Implications? We'll be talking about the following topics. Cryptocurrency reporting. If you sell, gain or loss, doesn't matter. You need to report. Also, if you have domestic help, butler, maid, nanny, and you didn't pay them Social Security or Medicare, or you didn't pay into the Social Security and Medicare systems, and it's found out, what are the tax implications? And lastly, congratulations, you won the lottery.
1: What's your next first step? Whether you're the CEO of your household or of your business, questions constantly arise regarding the tax consequences of your financial circumstance. First Call Tax Advocates is always here to answer your questions and offer educational background regarding the potential tax implications of your action. Ron and Jeff are your first responders. They are board-certified financial and tax professionals with over 60 years of experience. Please visit their website, FirstCallTaxAdvocates.com. That's FirstCallTaxAdvocates.com. Learn more about them, explore their resources, and leave a review of your experience. For more urgent matters, please call them toll-free at 833-568. That's 833-568-8999. The topics and responses discussed here are intended for general
0: education. Our discussions are not intended to give you advice on your specific situation. We would advise you to seek advice from a competent and licensed professional. Tax law is always evolving, and our discussions are based on the law existing to date. Our first conversation today will be with our podcast production aficionado, Chris Scott. Uh, so, Jeff, we're going to talk uh, crypto with Chris. Welcome, Chris. Welcome, Chris. Hello. Hello. Glad to be back Chris, the entire time.
2: Chris has been here behind the scenes, so it's good to get him out in the front of the mics.
0: Uh, The conversation we're going to be having today with Chris has to do with cryptocurrency and tax treatment of transactions. So, Chris, you've uh, you've dabbled in investing in cryptocurrency in the past, haven't you? Yes, I have.
1: So give us give us a background. Um, Well, it's a very speculative type of investment, but there's been it's very volatile. Some days it'll be up 40%. Some days it'll be down 20%. But I've uh, I've been involved. I've I've traded a bunch of times with um, Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum. Um, I was involved with those. I have a bunch of buddies of mine. The millennial generation loves crypto. A lot of buddies of mine that are around the same age as me, they dabbled into crypto a lot. They still are. I'm not as much involved with it. I'm very minimal involved with it at this point. But yeah, I have experience with crypto trading. So... The tax treatment
0: of cryptocurrency is similar to a capital asset, meaning you buy it with um, um, currently it's only non-qualified money. Crypto is not part of the qualified plan world yet. So you're, you're using um, after-tax dollars and you're purchasing cryptocurrency and that creates the basis for your investment. Time goes on. Let's say in our first example, Jeff that goes up, and Christopher is experiencing um, unrealized gains in his cryptocurrency holdings, and he says, "Hey, Father's Day is coming up. I want to get my dad a nice present. Let me cash out. Let me let me cash out some of that crypto, and he has a capital gain. Let's say for for ease of uh, you know calculation, it's a long-term capital gain. Okay." Um, how do we handle that from a um, compliance standpoint with tax preparation? Great, great, great
2: questions. So we are talking about somebody who's intentionally trying to be compliant and uh, the difference between short-term and long-term is long-term is a year and a day um, that you've held it for more than a year uh, and that would be treated as long-term. So section 61 Basically says that all things are income unless they have a specific exception. So, crypto didn't have a lot of reporting up until recently, and people were on the honor system to do the right thing. Many people did, some didn't. Um, that got the serious attention of the government at all levels, all of the alphabet agencies. The IRS, the FBI, the DEA, the Justice Department, Homeland Security, all of those people are very concerned about two things, about compliance with the tax code and the potential for terrorism, drug money, the underworld, all of that other stuff. So Chris is approaching this from a real-world point of view. He wants to do the right thing. He's going to report it, and it's normal reporting. You know, what did you sell it for? What did you pay for it? What's your cost? Uh, one minus the other, and you'll have a net gain or a net loss. And if it's more than a year, it's long-term. If it's less than a year, it's short-term, and that's the way it normally works, Uh Uh, Coinbase and other companies entered into a consent decree with the Justice Department that they were going to report some business and some transactions. Of course, they have yet to define what some means, so we don't know if they're going to report it or not. You are on the honor system. But um, where Ron and I sit, we should be encouraging you to do the right thing and report it properly. But. Is crypto a collectible at this point, Jeff? It's actually been decided that it is not a collectible. So it's just an investment. And it's a investment with a great deal of interest and attention. You can't go to your normal brokerage firm and buy it as an investment that way. There are only these um, uh, crypto um, producers, these Crypto funders, bundlers like Coinbase that make it available to you, and there are other companies like that. Coinbase is the biggest.
1: Yeah, you need a you need a cryptocurrency wallet to hold the actual shares of a of a Bitcoin. Like yeah, that's 0.4 not, of a Bitcoin something like That's that.
2: not really a wallet. That's mm-hmm. a that's a theoretical wallet, a right. a a uh, a internet based wallet, a cloud based wallet, and if you forget your password you are screwed. Mm. There's there's a couple of very famous cases about people who died and didn't share that password. And uh, that money is locked in there forever. So
0: so simply put, the treatment of gains will be similar to what we've seen with other investments, short or long term. Remember, short term capital gains are ordinary income. Uh, Losses, same thing, right? Long or short term losses. Um, The 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 thing about crypto, though, is you can have some very large swings we've seen, right? So the you don't you don't get any breaks, but there still is the three thousand dollar carryover uh loss. So you're limited to three thousand dollars in capital losses each year, and then you can carry forward losses maximum 3000 per year. That's
2: all correct. But I think we the the days of the really big gains where it was going crazy, we have kind of kind of calmed down. We don't see as many of those anymore. It is compliance and for those people out there who are listening, who try and do this but they've got other um, less than honest things going on and you get snagged by the government for one reason or another, they will be looking into your finances. So if you're in trouble for some other reason and you've got unreported taxes on crypto, oh my gosh, they're going to be all over you.
0: Well, Chris, I I know that you're not um, too deep into the crypto world, but... Good luck in your future, Chris. Thank good, you.
2: Good luck, Chris. And thank you for all you've done in these podcasts. No problem. Our next
0: caller is famous. It's Louis Winthrop Third, And he's calling and he's, he's very angry because he has been paying his butler, Coleman, quite well, Jeff, for a number of years. Unfortunately, he was paying Coleman with cash and did not follow the rules of funding the Social Security trust and the trust fund and the Medicare trust fund with the employer uh, portion and did not withhold and fund for the employee portion. And now Clarence Beeks, who has now transferred to, he's become an employee of the IRS, has, uh, has served him. And Lewis Winthorpe III is irate. Um, what are the tax implications for our, our hero, Lewis?
2: I sense a movie about this somewhere. Yes. <laughs> so, so, well, if the domestic is working in your home, then you are responsible to report um, trust fund contributions, Social Security, uh, and Medicare, um, uh, for that person, uh, since they are an employee by, by all definitions, then you also need workman's comp insurance and blah, blah, blah. Um, if they're doing it in their their home or in a uh, third-party location, then you, it's not your responsibility. But if they're working in your home, you are absolutely required. So,
0: So the problem here is not that he doesn't have the money to pay, and not that he that he didn't want to pay, he, he just didn't know what the rules were. How does somebody find out what the rules are in this case?
2: There's this new thing on the internet called Google. It actually does oh. work. And you can get some some good information. You can also get some terrible information there. But there are people especially the big payroll companies. Uh, there are smaller companies that specialize in payroll for domestic employees, and you can call your accountant and, and trusted advisor. They can give you advice. Um, the bottom line is if they're really working for you, then you're really you're supposed to call them what they are, an employee and pay into their, into their benefits. Now, back in
0: 1983, Jeff, they didn't have the Internet when the movie was made. Okay. And this has been going on now for, what, um, 37 years. Coleman is getting up there, but he's still working.
2: Well, tax fraud has no statute of limitations. That could be some very serious issues and getting very seriously here. uh, Failure to report properly payroll has enormous penalties. And those penalties are accruing at a rate bigger than a popcorn machine knocking out stuff. I mean, penalties really come up very quickly in payroll.
0: So, uh, Lewis, you're going to probably have to retain uh, some representation. Now, what if he would have traded places with Billy Ray Valentine Billy Ray Valentine would have now had to take over funding the social security and Medicare and workers comp, et cetera. Right. And whose responsibility would it have been? It would have been, it would have been Billy Ray's to know that he needed to do that.
2: And if he acquired a business that didn't properly report, uh, he's the last one standing. He would be responsible even for the prior owner's liability. Payroll taxes are very weird and very complicated and there is no statute on, on that, uh, if, especially if you didn't file. And, um, you know, you really want to get on top of that. There are some well, let's call them famous people who've applied for very big government jobs who it turned out didn't pay their domestics uh, on the books properly and lost their government jobs and, and got into a, a great deal of, of scrutiny because of that.
0: So if there's a transfer for value in this case where Coleman right, is, is paid for right by Billy Ray... And Lewis is paid, Billy Ray becomes responsible for the back um, um, payroll taxes that weren't paid. That is an important point to make. And
2: if the domestic is also dealing... With dependent children, you might be entitled to a, a dependent care deduction. But if you're paying them off the books or cash or, you know, some way that's not properly being reported, then you don't get that deduction either. So.
0: Wow. Uh, something to pay attention to, folks.
1: And good luck, my good friend Lewis. Remember, the first call tax advocates, Ron and Jeff, are your first responders board-certified professionals over 60 years of experience. Visit their website, firstcalltaxadvocates.com. That's firstcalltaxadvocates.com. Learn more, explore, and leave a review. For more urgent matters, call them toll-free at 833 568 That's 833 568 And for you subscribers, we offer a complimentary consultation to discuss your tax matter. Our next caller is Carl from Corona Queens. Carl has a question
0: based on a heated discussion that he had with one of his buddies over the weekend. He wants to know, Jeff, what are the tax implications if he were to hit the lottery for a big number?
2: Well, the first thing is he shouldn't tell too many people because he's going to have a whole host of new friends, including us. <laughs> so for, for sure. Carl, we have heard me say this before. Section 61 of the tax code says all income is taxable unless it has a specific exemption. And certainly lottery winnings does not have an exemption. It is taxable if it's a big amount of money and i think that's what your question implies then you're going to lose between federal and state approximately
0: 50%. So the first thing you want to do other than not telling a lot of people is you want to you want to sign that lottery ticket. You want to to take pictures of it front and back and secure it in a safe location so that it's not destroyed in any way, not stolen. Because that is a rather expensive piece of paper that you have there.
2: Yes, it is. And you can't get duplicates of it.
0: So um, there's the arguments that he got into with his friend Jeff had to do with, um, you know, which to take. If you take the lump sum, you'll pay less taxes. Um, If you take it over your lifetime, it's better. And I guess it's really, you know, will money then go to a survivor? If it's, um, if it's taken out in payments. So what, what are some of the settlement options
2: that they have? Oh, what a great discussion. So let's take a look at that. If you take the cash offer, which is half of whatever the prize is, where did they come up with that? Where did, where does where do they get the full number from? So basically, they take the half amount and they go out and buy an annuity. The government takes and gets a twenty-year annuity to to pay your product. Um, for my money, I would rather get a little bit each year for the 20 years. This way there's no chance I could overspend it. I would want every penny of the win, and you're still gonna lose 50% to the government. So if you take the cash number, which is already 50%, and you're now gonna lose another 50% of that to taxes, so basically you're only talking about a 25% win. Of course, you're still talking about big money. I would rather not leave everything on the table. I would go for every penny. That is one of the few things that you can do. You can uh, will it to relatives, so relatives can 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 collect. I've had the fortune to represent a number of multi-million dollar winners, um, and it was a fun time to do a tax return for them every year. After that, uh, some of them I still speak to now, many years later. Um, uh, but uh, you know, it's. Uh, and you're only talking about paying taxes on your net wins. So you're gambling losses or you're losing tickets or, or other gambling nets against that. So, you know, chances are you have some kind of records on that.
0: Yeah, keep good records, Carl. Uh, and in, in the year in which you win, and it's nice that you're optimistic that you're going to win, you want to, you know, keep track of all of your... Your gambling losses, and that means all the tickets that you purchased. So when you get the uh, when you get the winning ticket, um, I would contact an attorney to give you the proper legal advice, and maybe that attorney can help you make the decision on what's in you and your family's best interest as far as a payout option. You know the the rules may vary from state to state. We are not experts in on every state simultaneously, so you probably also want to talk to a tax advisor in your, your domiciliary state and take a look at the, the present value of that future stream of income uh, taking into effect, into effect the erosion due to tax and also inflation. But Jeff brings up a couple of really good points about um, your own behavior and what you would do with that money. And sometimes if money is streamed out you know, a little bit, a little bit of it at a time over uh, you know two decades, you probably end up with a greater future value than if you took it as a lump sum and maybe um, bought a lot of crypto. Right? Remember that other caller we had. So, closing
2: thoughts on this, Jeff? Well, number one, just don't, just don't go cash the check. Just don't, don't show up and suddenly say I'm here to collect. You really want good advice. And you want advice from tax people. You want advice from finance people who are, who uh, understand the value of money, the time value of money, and what your choices are. Know what your decisions and what your choices are. And then you'll make the best decision. This is definitely something you shouldn't do alone.
0: So I'll say it anyway, but, you know, really good luck, Carl. Take care. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. You probably have additional questions, don't you? We are your first call. Remember, everyone's situation is unique, but we should be your first call. We are your first
2: responders. The 911 operator doesn't call you, please call us toll-free at 833-568-8999. Again, 833-568-8999. And visit our website at firstcalltaxadvocates.com. We'd love to know what
0: you've learned today. So please leave a review on our website. We have attempted to appeal to a broad audience, but we want to help everyone if we can. On our next episode of what are the tax implications? We'll be talking about the following topics. In the events that you have a legal settlement, what are the tax implications? Also, let's say you've, you're unable to get back to work, but you have a skill and you want to start your own business. Let's say it was a hobby in the past, and we've talked about hobby income, but now this is The expenses associated with that hobby that you're now putting into a business now, are they tax deductible? And lastly, net unrealized appreciation. When you've had the good fortune of stock being contributed to your retirement plan, you could have the good fortune of favorable tax treatment.